Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Dukes and Bell coming up NFL Blitz. What is Kyler Murray talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on the way in about 20 minutes. Let's talk to our man Jason Longshore of the WaitFor.com hotline. He is the analyst for Atlanta United, and you listen to his call along with uh, Mike Conti right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It was a good day on Sunday, and, and let's talk about why it was a good day. I want to start first with what you saw, Jason, with this attack. We asked the question going into this match last week, what did, what will this look like under, you know, Gonzalo Pineda? What, what, what do these new pieces look like? I like what I saw. Yeah, it was an interesting one because you had to adjust midway through the first half with Luis Araujo's injury. I, let's, let's start with what we saw with the starting lineup. I, I think the, the pressure that I talked about last week with you guys and trying to win the ball back quickly and in dangerous spots. It showed on that first goal. Tyler Wolf picks up the loose ball that was created by pressure, lays it into Joseph Martinez, back heel to Araujo, explosive, you get that early goal. Now, when he had to leave the match with the hamstring injury, the way they could press changed because Dom Dwyer's not a pressing forward like Araujo can be. So they had to adjust. They gave up more of the possession than I think they're comfortable with. It's not a place that they really want to play from a little bit deeper position. It's not what they did in preseason at all. But it's a credit to Gonzalo Pineda. It's a credit to these players to be able to adjust on the fly, take care of business, and still be dangerous going forward when they needed to be. What a goal from Dwyer, and what a moment for Caleb Wiley to put the game away late. And again, for guys not familiar with Atlanta United, you've got your homegrown talent. George Bello was a guy that came up through the academy. He's on his way now playing in the German League, the Bundesliga. And, and Wiley, I mean, to be put in that situation and to respond, and what, and what a smooth, cool goal that was, Jason. Yeah, that, that really comes down to the investment that the club has made from the U-12 group on. You know, Wiley was part of the first U-12 group. Go back to 2016, before you even had Atlanta United playing in MLS. Caleb Wiley was wearing that shirt and learning those kinds of lessons. And it's so critical because when you get thrown into that situation and you haven't played in a professional match before, you probably don't finish that as smoothly as Wiley did. He's played 33 times with Atlanta United 2 as a 16 and a 15-year-old. Playing against grown men in a professional second division, that's what gives him, I think, the composure to handle that moment. Did you get worried late? I mean, last year we dropped 13 points from winning positions after the 75th minute. It was part of our Achilles heel last year. Mm -hmm. Were you worried at any point late in this match? I wasn't worried, but I was really anxious to see how they would respond to giving up a goal from a set piece. And it was a well-worked set piece from Kansas City. Give them credit. They didn't create a goal from open play. It's a a flick on at the near post that uh, Daniel Shallow is loose on the back post. Good finish from him. A little bit of miscommunication from Atlanta. And last year we saw moments where that kind of a play would have sent them into a bit of a tailspin. Didn't happen here. It it didn't happen. And look, probably a good bit of this is down to Gonzalo Pineda working on these situations in preseason. Osvaldo Alonso, veteran presence on the field. I'll tell you one thing that really jumped out to me that I was was pleasantly surprised by. 
George Campbell got the start in this one because of the suspension to Alan Franco from the red card in the postseason last year. Late in the match after that set piece and conceded a goal, it was George Campbell who was very vocal and demonstrative in trying to organize the back line. A 20-year-old, again, a limited experience, another homegrown player, that was really taking on some of that leadership and making sure that it wasn't going to happen where they conceded an equalizer. Yeah, man, and we got a little more size now between uh, he who's six foot two and Miles Robinson. You know, we got a little more size in the back. I know sometimes we felt, and again, in, when set pieces, that was, you know, we could use a little more height. The yellows early, I thought, you know, like Miles did tackle a guy. He was getting away from him, but you thought the refs were a little, little funky up, up front or were those calls legit? No, I thought they were legit. It was kind of a weird game to call. Um, I didn't have any problems with, with Ted Uncle in general. The the arm got up kind of high from Robinson on the early yellow card for him. It wasn't anything more than a yellow because he didn't throw the elbow, but it did get into the, the face area, Johnny Russell. The tackle from Osvaldo Alonso was a yellow card. That was a reckless challenge. The yellow to Andrew Gutman is the one that didn't really make sense, and I thought the crew would correct it. I don't think Ted Uncle realized that Gutman was playing it out because of Otterusu's injury. I think he, he did blow the whistle for offside in that situation. I didn't realize that until after the fact myself. So I think that could have been corrected. That's where the fourth official really needs to help out there and make sure that he knows, hey, he's, he's not trying to delay a restart. He's playing it out because his teammate's injured. That could have been fixed. That's the biggest mistake that was made in the game from, from my mind. Jason, what about the assists, two assists from Joseph Martinez? We're yeah. used to seeing Joseph putting the ball in the net, but he was so good with those two assists. Yeah, you got to be able to do all of it. And, and we've talked about this coming in. When you get the full quartet up front with Tiago Almada, with Marcelino Moreno, 90 minutes fit, when you get out Aruju back from this hamstring injury, you've got a lot of guys who can score. And I think Joseph will get his goals, but he's going to have an opportunity to pick up those assists as well. He's dropping deeper into the midfield at times, and we've seen this over the years. It's just one of those things that as you get a little bit older, your game changes. He's a smarter player now than he was when he first arrived. I think he reads the game really well, and he reads his ability to kind of have a little bit of a gravitational pull on a defense. Defenders are going to collapse to him. He knows that he can use that to his advantage play the ball off to others. The back heel to Otterushu is a prime example. It is our man, Jason Longshore. You guys can talk to Jason at Longshoe on the Twitter. He and Mike Conte will have the call. They're taking it out to Colorado on Saturday, by the way. And, Jason, uh, what do you know about uh, the injury to Otterushu? Because, uh, again, I, and I, Carl, I feel bad. Anytime I wear the guy's jersey, it's a damn kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> the dude, a beautiful goal, and then he goes down with a hamstring. It looked really bad. Hamstrings, as Carl mentioned, first segment take forever to heal. So, now we got to hope that Almada's visa gets going and that, uh, what, that Moreno can contribute. I know Moreno came off the bench yesterday. Yeah, I think with Araujo, it's a little bit of wait and see. Um, you know, he did go back onto the field. I think that was more than anything just trying to buy a little more time to get a player warmed up. Hopefully it's on the shorter side of a hamstring issue, and hopefully it's something that you have the ability to let him fully heal before you have to, take any chances with pushing him back out early. You don't want this to be a recurring thing during the year. Um, Moreno had one day of training before playing yesterday. He'll have more fitness by Saturday. How much is kind of the great unknown. Can he get, can he get 45 minutes in him? And, and you might consider giving him a start if he can get you to halftime. If he's only about 30 minutes fit, probably a second half sub again. 
you're really hoping that the paperwork side of things can get done for Tiago Almada. And look, there's just no way to know when that's going to happen. It's a situation that, you know, is bigger than, than soccer where you've got embassies that are just overloaded and backlogged with visa, with green card requests and, and getting this paperwork processed. Atlanta needs him and hopefully you can get him in this week, but there's just no way to know. Can you talk about the schedule? Because maybe that plays to our benefit. You know, we don't have the two or three matches within a quick turnaround period, you know, two or three days. You're basically talking weekend to weekend, at least here to start. Talk about the difference in the schedule this year and how that might help us. It's a massive help because you just get into a normal routine. And when you have those midweek games and, I think this was one of the things that was even more impressive about Gonzalo Pineda last year going 7-3-3 three, and three when he took over is he didn't have time to really train the team. You know, you weren't having normal training sessions because it's play on the weekend, have a day of, of recovery for the guys who played a lot in that game, maybe a training session for a, a shorter squad of guys who didn't play, maybe one training session that's at a normal kind of a speed, then your day before a game where you're not going to go too heavy, then you play, then you're back into the recovery. And it's just, it's a cycle that is really hard to develop the way you play right now. This is perfect for a coach like Gonzalo Pineda, because you get to recover today. You get to look at film. You get to really sit down and say, we did this. Well, we want to continue to get better we need to work on this area. And then with Colorado, we can attack their left side, for example, and we're going to work on that in a training session. You just couldn't do that when you were playing every three, four days. Right. Well, hey, man, good news was uh, we're back. We look like the Atlanta United we want to see. I'll take 3-1 wins all the time. I know Brad wants the clean sheet, but uh, it was just seemed like we had the buzz back, Jason. And again, 68,000, uh, it was a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, I, I just I'm really impressed with how they handled the adversity because I mean two big things that cause teams problems is a first half injury to one of your best attackers and Atlanta was able to adjust to that. Full credit to Mateus Hosechu, by the way, who covered a lot of the defensive ground for Dwyer. I think Hosechu was a little quieter yesterday than I expected because he had to kind of slide over and play a little bit as a right winger at times to help. Dwyer because Dwyer's not a natural defender. He's, he's a number nine who was playing on the wing and put in a great shift. I think also giving up that late goal off a set piece, that's something that we've seen give the team problems. They handled it quickly. Wiley puts the thing away. It's a really good start. And now you've got a situation before this first international break where you have three more winnable games with a Colorado team that struggled in CONCACAF Champions League with a new team in Charlotte and a team in Montreal that's going to be distracted by CONCACAF Champions League as they advance into the quarterfinals. Great job, Jason. Great call. We will talk to you later this week and kind of get a feel on uh, our next opponent, guys. But we are 1-0, and and it feels good. Jason Longshore, appreciate you. Appreciate it, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t